Hi, this is Eugenio O'Meara. And this is Corey Feldman. And you're about to see the wonderful, the one and only 95 minutes <laughs> cut off. <laughs> the birthday. Exactly, 2006. <laughs> ah, good to be back, good to be back. It's amazing, almost two years ago since we started. I think it was almost three years ago, actually. Almost three years, yeah, yeah. actually. The most amazing three-year process <laughs> exactly. for a movie to be shot. Oh, look at that. Produced. Mr. Corey Feldman. Who? Mr. Corey Feldman. Attached forever to that title, let me tell you. <laughs> what else did he do? It sounds familiar, but... Sounds familiar, but... Mm. I can't put my finger on it. Oh, my God. I'm very, very, very proud of this um, little theme for the elevator without any kind of that one of the most incredible characters in this long feature film. So welcome to the birthday. Uh, we are here to uh, talk about the film and how it was made and um, hopefully uh, educate mm. the... The audience. More curious <laughs> audience members. Exactly. Come on in, close the door. Come on in, close the door, Norman. And here comes Norman Forrester. Norman Forrester. Well, Corey, talk about Norman Forrester. Well... <laughs> Well, I, I... Well, I, uh... <laughs> I'm... I was late. Sorry, I was, uh... Where is that voice? Uh, no... <laughs> where, where that comes from? Well, basically, uh, when I read the script that you provided me, uh -huh. um, it kind of, uh... It just kind of jumped out at me. Um, you know, it seemed to me that, uh... When I looked at this character, he needed to be something... Completely different outside of anything that I'd ever done. Uh -huh. And uh, the neuroticism and the pace of the script and the pace of the story, I felt just called out for somebody very insecure, somebody who uh, mm -hmm. had a lot of nervous disorders. Uh huh. That fits with the character, so that's tics great. And, and those sorts of things. And. Um, and it would be one of those things where uh, he just... I had to undergo a complete transformation to become him. And the voice just came out of that. It just became a root of uh, all the things that were Norman. Oh, that's great. Now, the thing is that uh, most people uh, surrounding me, I have to say this, now that uh, a lot of time has passed, they were a little concerned and nervous about, uh, are you sure that that's what you wanted to do with the character? And I said, well, you know what? I, I had my idea of what Norman was supposed to do. But you, uh, I think that Cordy takes the credit for some of the stuff that, in my opinion, helps to the movie to be much more organic uh, in the way that uh, what we are going to see is actually, uh, in some way, the neurosis of this guy printed in 35 millimeters. And, but at the same time, it's a real thing. And I never had a problem. I was very excited with it. And I think that it helps to, to start with a with a lighter or more sarcastic or pantomime, pantomime thing with the movie. And it helps the audience to escalate uh, step by step into a darker and darker and darker thing. Because Corey and me had a lot of conversations about, I, well, I guess that you remember this, about how we, where we started with the, pro, with, the, with the character and where we were going in terms of the, you know, the transition to the naiveness. Right. To the... Well, because it was, you know... It, Basically, the idea of the film, I mean, you'll see there's two cuts. Uh-huh. Uh, one which is, is in real time, 
-hmm. and one which is in altered real time. Exactly. Um, but, Mutilated real time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the public delicate in us finding the balances of, you know, at which points he was completely meek and nervous and sweating. And uh -huh. I mean, we would have battles over yeah. every single detail, but in an artistic way. And no, in no, a great it was way. very rich. Actually, it was good because uh, in order to to see how that could fit with the original plan, some sometimes it was like better for the movie, some other times it was not affecting badly the movie, but, um, you know, respecting the original plan. And sometimes it was a little bit against the movie. In my opinion, of course. But I think that at the, at the end, we, we found an interesting middle point because that forced me to tell Corey more things about the character than uh, what, well, in other circumstances. So right. I think that that was great. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where uh, you go out on a limb and you take a risk because of a feeling that you get and uh, you get lucky when it works. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, know? you feel very fortunate and, when it works. You know, it's kind of... Uh, Eugenio and I learned a lot from each other about the creative process, uh, even being in you know, the business for 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I still have a lot to learn. Oh. And, and in the sense that um, through Eugenio's conviction about certain points in the script mm -hmm. and certain plot points and, and the way he wanted to shoot things and the way he wanted to do things, his conviction and dedication to that is what... Um, won the battles when it was my conviction and dedication to my vision of the character exactly. and we put those two worlds together mm -hmm. and it was like a perfect marriage because People, yeah no, we I, I completely to... agree actually and we have a beautiful friendship nowadays and that's because after all or before everything uh, we're very satisfied with the final result of the movie and uh, that that's very important to say we're very proud of the birthday uh, and we're here to to celebrate. To celebrate the, the gift of life. Party. Exactly. As we used to say in Spain, if you're running out of shampoo, you better start to sack the towels. I don't know what does that mean, but uh, I just wanted to I say I don't know it. what that means either, and um, <laughs> I don't go. think I want to find out, uh -huh. personally. Okay. Oh, let's talk about this guy. This guy, Dale Doma. I thought well, it was Dale Evans. Dale. Elvin's, well, yeah, but I think that, well, uh, 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 he had like seven different names. Uh, He's that kind of man. I see. Now, it, this is incredible because the first time that we see... People like him in this movie, though. Yeah. And uh, this is... Uh, it's a escape vault. This is the first like time we see the, uh, the party goers. Exactly. Then uh, we realize that there's something else going on in the hotel in besides the, hotel. the main party. Yeah, we have to understand. What a lot of people don't know, we should tell an interesting thing about this hotel. Yeah. Um, the hallways, <clears throat> the ballroom, all of it was built. Yeah, built up from scratch. Inside an old hospital. Yeah. Which was abandoned, right? Exactly. Well, it was old, a, there was a very one little wing, place. <laughs> one little wing of it was open and it was a mental ward. Exactly. So every day when we would go to work, we would see all the loonies out in the courtyard. Exactly. It was quite the scary. Screaming a, and yelling and carrying on and <clears throat> Actually, the name of the hospital is Torex, believe me, and it was like a build up like 4 years ago if I don't remember wrongly in the Catalonian village of Terrassa. It's like really a really a really scary place. And uh, the thing is that we were so focused on the making of the movie that um, we never pay attention to the ghosts stories. But, oh uh, yeah, no, serious ghost stories. Yeah, serious, serious ghost, ghost stories about suicide. Actually, we had, and, I, I actually saw a bat flying through uh, well, yeah, the hallway one night when I was uh, about, mm -hmm. I was there late getting ready to change out of my clothes. 
And a oh. bat comes flying through. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, this is good stuff. It's true. I have to mention this. Uh, well, I'm, we're not talking about Erica Pryor, that uh, she's very lovely, but we will talk about her lady um, later because she's going to be there. I, I said her lady. That was Rick Merrill. Uh, he said her lady. Lady. I said lady. Oh, that was my cool. subconscious is betraying me. <laughs> and now here we go. The first, first uh, barrier. With, with Alison Foley. Barrier. Barrier, thank you. It's my the, Spanish accent uh, can betray my thoughts. The accent comes sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the way. In the way. <laughs> Look at this. Robert Long, great actor. The manager of the Royal Fulton Hotel. And here comes the first step in terms of soundtrack and the use of the music out of the the normal use of music. I mean, this is the first step in the soundtrack. To introduce what is, without any kind of doubt, the great most important... Great soundtrack like, on this. Oh, Chucky Namanera did a great job. Thank you. Scary. The Battle of Rena. Scary. Oh, look at that. Mm. That's a lot of red. A lot of red. I'm obsessed with red, especially <laughs> in the last days of my life. Now, now let's tell the story about the red carpet and yeah. the, blue, the blue shoes. Exactly. The story of the blue shoes. Yeah, we have to be covering our shoes with blue plastic bags. Yeah, we had these little plastic baggies because it was, it was winter and it was raining and cold outside. It was freezing in there every day, and this was a big, like, uh, empty uh, cathedral. Exactly. That was made of cement. It was a church, yeah, of cement, and it was and abandoned, And so we had, too. they built all of this set. Everything was one big set. And they put down this red carpet everywhere, and outside the cathedral was muddy pathways. Exactly. That the entire crew and cast had to walk back and forth every day. Creating a lot of um, mud, static right. <laughs> electricity. You know, sometimes we have these charts. I like to. Oh, we missed the cup. That was an interesting. Oh point. yeah, we got the shot yeah, of the yeah, cup. Yeah. Well, obviously we cannot be talking about the seven well, layers. Well, if you rewind it, if you rewind it, yeah. and you watch the, uh, the yeah. cup. Yeah. This guy is carrying. Uh, but there's a very interesting shot where you see this cup yeah, dropping, and the then fort. it bounces yeah, up. And I never really got why we did that, but that was one of Eugenio's. <laughs> Actually, things it was the that, first uh, shot that we did in the whole movie. The, the one yeah, bouncing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it the, was the it first was the day first ever. Shot. That's right. And I was very confused. And it's great because the confused look on my face really has part to do with why is this crazy Spaniard want me to <laughs> drop a glass and then have it bounce back up perfectly into my hand? And he said, trust me, it's a thing. <laughs> exactly. I can tell you. It was like the landmark. It was the first step. In it will long... make sense to you later. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's incredible to see Corey Fillon impersonating my strong Spanish accent. Yeah. Oh, look, that's my beautiful sister, Inma Mera. I love it's her. Beautiful she's sister. beautiful. She was in that kind of Paula Abdul outfit <laughs> with that big hair. Very 80s. She very reminds 80s. me so much of Emilio. I status. love this. See, this is something you have to pay attention to is the brilliant choreography. Oh, yeah. Because all of this is timed and beaded out. But it's almost a musical. It is. I mean, if you watch the way everything transpires, one, two, three, four, you can yeah, count it. I'm very proud of it. And, um, and that, has a lot to do, that has a lot to do with the very talented camera crew. Yeah. And David Aceredo, the one and only, a really, really great cameraman. The and director of photography, Manuel. Unax Mendia, Manel, the, the first uh, assistant first director. AD, who got all that background doing everything yeah. at the right moment. He was actually very creative, suggesting things. It was very helpful. He had uh, the chance to talk very, very, very often to uh, Carmichael Alvarino, the co-writer of co the script and co-creator of the birthday. Never forget that. 
And uh, the truth is that I'm very, very proud of the background action. It, it adds uh, a lot of uh, surreal stuff that uh, it, it really makes sense in the whole crazy universe of the birthday. Right. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, son, but I don't believe I know you. Oh. And here it comes. The one and only, the bigger than life, Jack Taylor. <laughs> Jack Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful what? man, beautiful man, and a great actor and a legend. I have to say that it, uh, I really, really, really have to say that it's one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had with an actor because he's so professional, so uh, aware. Consummate, consummate. Yeah, he, he's so aware that he's a piece of the whole thing and he wants to be helpful from that perspective, not trying to... Uh, you know, attack anybody else. It's like very, very, very in the mood for uh, making something work, and that's. He's in the mood for love. Uh, Corey, are you okay? I'm do you sorry, want me? Ask, uh, do you want me to ask I for a cap resist. or something like that? Uh, yeah. Back to the hotel. Damn it! <laughs> I'm okay. Look at there. Well, I have to talk about Alison Fulton. Most people think, and uh, it happened a lot of time in interviews and uh, and, and things that uh, we're trying. Uh, Corey, Michael, and me, the co-writer and me, that we're trying to. Look for some kind of vengeance um, or revenge uh, for some vengeance, old vengeance, vengeance yeah. exactly. Thank you. Uh, my pronunciation one more time. Not about we're trying to, we are angry with some kind of ex girlfriend in our lives or something like that. And the, I have to say that this movie is at all, but autobiographical is but uh, is not the word. It's not at all. It's not at all, exactly. I mean, it has nothing to do with me. I never met a girl like that in my life. Neither Carmichael, and we're okay. I have to say... Uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was just going to uh, explain your vocabulary for a moment. So so when I first met Eugenio, uh, he spoke very little English. It was very broken yeah. and had a really hard time communicating things. And it's amazing how far his English has come in the last three years. Well, I, mean, he's really, I appreciate uh, what you're saying, and, and it's great that this is uh, going to be recorded forever. And it's uh, it's <laughs> well, just... Um, well, no, it's good. I mean, well, it's no, good, no, no, you know? I'm just a good on. example of the will and human being. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's an interesting thing that goes back to the movie. Yeah, uh, oh, the shot. Is, I remember the shot. It was like a, we which, were celebrating it. Let, take a look at the, uh, of the, yeah, this is the glasses and the... But I'm very proud of um, it because it makes a lot of sense with the dominion of this girl on this guy. The influence of this woman in the life of this poor man. You know what I mean? Look at that. Would you like something, sir? Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. She seems to know Love everything about shot. him. But the shot keeps on going. I'll be right back. So, um... Technical intricacies. <laughs> exactly. As you notice, oh, well, I don't know if you've noticed yet or not, but I'm actually in every shot of the film. Well, that's very important. Uh, very I, I, important part. It's very, uh, you can, uh, I think that there's a certain amount of movies uh, based on the real-time policy, but not every single uh, real-time movie has uh, a living character in every single shot. And uh, I have to say that Carmichael and me uh, created a, a list of the things that we wanted to achieve uh, in this project, and that was one of the things that we that we wanted to establish in order to be really, really loyal to the perception that Norman Forrester has of uh, every single event in this time frame. Middle song. It's it's pretty wild the way that it works. If you pay attention closely, you'll notice every single cut. Mm -hmm. It's either me at the beginning of the shot or at the end of the shot. Yeah. Um, 
or like even if it's just like a clip of the hand or a clip of the foot or you know whatever yeah um but uh it's really really intricate and well planned it goes right along with the timing and the pace of everything well i have nothing to do with that because it's really it's, it's really great for you to hear those beautiful words about the word but the truth is that carmichael and me first from the script and uh, then when i started to uh, design the whole you know dancing the choreography and all that I have to say that I, it was good for me that I was very, very familiar with the, with this location. I mean, with this location, with this soundstage, this fake soundstage, uh -huh. that is this hospital. Because I wanted to uh, make a movie two years before the, the birthday, and I had contact with this place, and I, I was very aware of the distances between, you know, the tables and the places and all that. And that was very helpful, because we were writing the script, having in mind that uh, we were going to shoot there. And I have to say that that's... Very, very uh, common directors like Brian De Palma or James Cameron or people that is really keen on knowing where they're going to establish the camera position and all that. So it's good to see the movie and to see that it works in a natural way. But it's true that there's a lot of uh, a big effort to, to justify and uh, make it uh, like natural to see this guy going towards the whole uh, building. That's a great beat right there. Where, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is great because it's the first time. All the timing. But it has to do what he's supposed to do. That it's sitting down in the table with a family. Ricky Nelson? What kind of a name is that? Orchestra. It's his stage name. I'm sure that wasn't real fur. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Ron, what kind of business are you in now? Well, we've got the restoration of the East Wing of the National Aquarium underway now. Finally. It's been out of use ever since some thugs broke into it 10 weeks ago. Uh, now I can tell something that maybe betrays some of the commentaries that we did before, but it seems that we are making the audio commentary of the long and original person of the movie, I think. <laughs> really? That means that uh, we're going to lose our reservation in the restaurant, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, that's a little inside information yeah. for everybody. Yeah, we're in Barcelona. It's November, but um, the weather is hot. It's well, 2006. My only question is, why would we be making it over the long version of the movie if that's not what the people well, are actually going to want? I actually think that uh, uh, it's going to be you know, released, the two versions, in, right. on DVD. But does that mean that there won't be a commentary over the short version? Well, the short version will have another kind of commentary. You know, I think it's important to have a, a vision of the whole thing, and it's great to share it with you. That's why uh, we're going to lose the reservation in the, in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, we're starving, so maybe it's not a good idea, isn't it? Uh, uh, let's just <laughs> Right now. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the film. Yeah. Well, this is a very important scene. It's a scene where we have, uh, by first time, Norman Forster uh, having, um, well, a little bit of, of uh, attention for uh, from the family of the the girl he's in love with. I think one of the things that's uh, great about this scene, a lot of people might not understand technically, is that there is a camera. In mm -hmm. the middle, where the table is right now, they actually take the table out and put a camera in. And the mm -hmm. shots where it goes around everybody's faces is actually a camera spinning. Yeah, we uh, had to remove the, the table, table actually yeah, yeah, and put yeah. a, a very... Unax Mendia, the DOP, uh, created a, uh, had a great idea. He uh, put a, a light behind, uh, just below the camera, that it was like a paper sphere that created the, the mm -hmm. feeling of reproducing that the kind of uh, lamp that, that you're seeing there, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is the first, you know, uh, 
confrontation between what it seems to be the antagonist of Norman Forrester. It is like the biggest piece in the chess table that is uh, actually his girlfriend's father. The Faja. The Faja. Father, 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 father. <laughs> Mike Myers and Will Ferrell. Oh, God bless them. God bless them. Faja? Father, father, father. Let's go back to the birthday. Right. Set in Baltimore, 1987. Just don't talk about Zoolander. Yeah, Zoolander and <laughs> so many others. He's hot right now. He's on fire. Scotty's on fire. Scotty Dude. You're on fire. Com. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What's the matter, Casper? We're just chatting. We're just spawning a great scene. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Feldman is losing it. And I think like seeing the director talk over his own movie. I know. <laughs> well, it's the story of my life. My, my my friends, my closest friends hate me because I'm always talking during on the movies. movies. Yeah, during movies and well, spoiling the whole thing about. So now I'm paying the bill. Um, I'm paying the bill. your own movie. Exactly. Nobody else should do it for you. Thank you. Actually, I, I, I love to be the one who makes it. However, if we happen to have um, seen you doing this in the theater, we mm -hmm. would have you removed. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but this... I'm very, 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 very happy with that. The way Norman Forster abandoned uh, the table with the music and yeah, all that. he's had enough. Yeah. Can't put up with any more. And, and here comes the... That kind of romantic check, uh, a really evil version of that romantic turn to to see what's going on, and and she understands that she doesn't give up. Beep. I really like the David Lynch-esque feel in this whole section of mm. the movie. Well, if David Lynch uh, was hired by Steven Spielberg, if he Spielberg, was here right now, he would be. Uh, well, very proud. David Lynch making a movie for Amblin Entertainment maybe comes something that recalls this guy that maybe he should be. In another place. I have to say that I really love this scene. So why'd you leave like that? Why did he leave like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, I, I was feeling very uncomfortable in there. He was feeling I mean, very it, uncomfortable. It, it, very uncomfortable. It's, it's great to see that Norman here has really some good... We appreciate it. Appreciate What? No, no, the thing that he really has by first time in the movie, the sense that uh, she's not acting like uh, she's supposed to be. And, right. uh, maybe, maybe you could have warned me about that, you know? Well, that, that would be a good clue. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's been ignored for the last 30 minutes. Exactly. God, Norman. You know, you are always... And I'm very proud with the sound design now that we hear the band down there, and in there, and then this wonderful transition to the orchestra. Very nice. That way, we get into the head of this guy. I'll be all right. I, I just wanted to talk to you. And as you notice, he has no balls. <laughs> exactly. He has no balls, but instead he has a heart. He has a ball spot. Exactly. But uh, he has a big heart, a really big heart. It's fine. I just, I, I feel like, uh, you know, the wrong corpse at, at, at the wrong funeral in there or something. Oops. What? <laughs> Do you really have to make jokes about funerals now? I mean, what is wrong with oh. you, Norman? Oh, my God. I'm, God, I'm, I'm sorry. You're I'm... unbelievable. And here comes some of the biggest clues in the whole movie. You are such a coward. I mean, you always give in just to keep from arguing. You're right. I'm <laughs> You're right. It's okay. Actually, it's wonderful. Actually, it's wonderful. And here we go again. 
So it's like uh, first round, she wins. And we can figure out how the rest of the relationship was. Hi, Danny. They're bringing out the cake. Well, we gotta take the family pictures. Okay? Okay, that's great. What, what do you want me to do to help? Because I, 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 I'll do whatever you want. I'm here for you. Look, I gotta go. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, I'll, I'll just wait here then. And, and these themes going on in this movie, like this one is Norman's attention to Allison. The family, here's the side of the family, and finally, what's the going in the background? The beautiful crate, the beautiful yeah. crate coming down the stairs. Something's going on. And the birthday cake. The birthday cake. Which was uh, all made of chocolate. Exactly. All of that was actual chocolate, and we had to actually keep it from melting. Exactly. Whenever it was out on the set. Something else that's an interesting point uh -huh. uh, about, the, uh, about the film... Uh, is the fact that during that scene when everybody's singing happy birthday, it was all Spanish people. Exactly. So yeah. every single cast member and extra that you see in any of it was all Spanish. Mm -hmm. And most of them didn't know the song Happy Birthday. Yeah. Because they have a different version of Happy yeah, Birthday. That they cumpleaños feliz, cumpleaños feliz. Te deseamos todos cumpleaños feliz. So I had to actually teach them all the melody exactly. of Happy Birthday mm -hmm. and uh, try and get these uh, hundred Spaniards to yeah. sing Happy Birthday. It was one of your uh, biggest achievements. Oh, <laughs> gee, thanks. <laughs> well, that's saying a lot, dude. We're taking it away. No, I mean, as a, not as an actor, but as a, how do you say it, uh, a, um, a crowd leader or something I'm, like I'm going to let you work your own way out of this one. Don't ask for a while. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to keep on talking? No, I think so. <laughs> Well, this is important, the blackout. Like, uh, this, like. Okay, here's uh, the Ghostbusters moment. Exactly. This sounds. What the hell is going on? Mixed with the Raiders of the Lost Ark moment. Exactly. Look at this Richard Felix. He's great. What are you doing? We will back on him later. Lawrence. Originally, we were talking to Robert Davi for that part. Yeah. And Michael Ironside and Peter Weller. Yeah, we had a few uh, a few people we were talking to, but I think it worked out for the best. Yeah, really, man. I'm really, really, really happy with his performance. Because he did a great job. It, yeah. He was a great theater actor who uh, mm -hmm. just started doing film at the time. At the time, yeah. Back in 1975 when <laughs> we shot this film. That's a long time ago, my friend. In a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. I'm really, really, really proud. Oh, Alison Hughes. There is Emma Hamilton. Yes, she was a very influential, big part of this production. Exactly. Um, she did much to help because she, uh, one, worked as a translator uh -huh. and was also a dialogue coach for the lovely Erica Pryor. Exactly. We haven't really talked much exactly. about yet. Yeah, yeah, point, because Erica Pryor is half British, half American, and I will say that all that with a lot of cream of uh, Southern Spanish things. He has like a yeah. crazy Span-British American accent. Yeah, very thick accent. So a lot of times she would be saying things uh, in a very English way. Yeah. And, um, well, there were a lot of times that I had to come in and do rewrites on the, the dialogue to make it fit better for uh, Americanized. Yeah, to make it, at the end you were a great dialogue coach, I have to say it. Well, I wasn't, it wasn't really for, I wasn't, 
trying to coach the, no, the, I know, I know. the acting or anything, so to speak. It was more... It's more in the terms of the presence and all that. Yeah, yeah well, to yeah, right. To make it work and, and, in and, a period. Uh, and, yeah, the, the, you know, there were the lines like uh, face and, and uh, having a cow and all yeah. those things that were references. Don't have a cow. The feeling of it being exactly. the 80s. Actually, this is a period movie, we have to say. <laughs> right, right. And that's important. It was part of the of the con con condiments that we wanted to 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 keep alive. It was like the garlic of the movie. The garlic? Yeah, the movie. I love garlic. Garlic is so hot. Mm. For a vaccine, and six months later, we The Royal Fulton Hotel, the story, the background story, some clues too about the... My father, my father used to say... The whole plot. Oh, rough how hard this girl is in, in this guy. On this guy. Guinea pigs? What the hell is he talking about? Guinea pigs. I have to say that Carmichael and me wanted to build up a whole script based on known random pieces, you know? So it, everything makes sense, especially if you see the, the movie 1,000 times. <laughs> you finally get the whole thing in terms of uh, that you understand that everything is there for a reason. So it's like uh, randomness is the biggest enemy of so that means you need to watch the film 999 more times get started go now exactly and if you do so <laughs> well then you get a twinkie exactly a twinkie as a bonus a bonus twinkie bonus twinkie and the elevator once one again. more time now the we... elevator was a separate set exactly built in and of its own we actually had a couple elevator sets yeah we had the elevator set that was connected to the hallway, and yeah. then we had the elevator set that was just the elevator, where we did the big sex uh -huh. scene. Oh, look at that t-shirt of the, the breakfast club. It was very fast, but it's there. That's Randy MC. Uh, to have I'm a period very, piece. very, 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 very happy that you managed to get like 10 guys naked. Ah, for a party. Yeah, exactly. That's how we like to party. In America, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. This is Eugenio's perception of a good time in America. Well, with with a lot of uh, well evil presence, I have to say. Oh, the behavior of these guys presence. has nothing to do with alcohol or their you know sexual identity. Not, no, he's not saying that he's against same-sex marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like a a way to point that uh, definitely something. Wrong is going Something on. Something is missing. <laughs> you think it's missing? Because these guys shouldn't be having so much fun. <laughs> it's so funny being naked and be drinking and, you know, kick Do each you other. notice the guy in the wheelchair in the background? Yeah, Alejandro Tejeria, the one and only. Yeah. A very, 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 very good actor that uh, had a very interesting impersonation of Daniel Day-Lewis, My Left Foot. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 relax, relax. And here comes the first really hard cut, the first uh, great betray, betrayal on the real-time policy. Look at this yeah. transition. And... Uh, you remember cut two. Cut. Oh. Uh. Well, it works like a regular movie, but if, until now, uh, despite everything... Exactly. Yeah. Every, uh, we made a couple of cuts of, the, of shots, and but the real-time policy was alive. This is the first cut. It was very hard for us to yeah. have to succumb to the idea of cutting exactly. anywhere because the movie plays so beautifully yeah. as a whole piece. As a whole piece, yeah. But, um, you know, certain people are scared of that. 
Yeah, some people thought that the real time was a mm, like a bad advertise for a movie. Well, no, it's I don't think it's that. I think it's people. You know, it, it does get lengthy, and if uh, if you're not 100% captivated. You don't have the patience for it. Unfortunately, people's attention spans are so short these days that they don't have the attention span to stay yeah. with it, to feel out those beats. Well, to think that a 95 think of, cut is better than a 117. Like, you know, Blue Velvet or a movie like that. Yeah. You know, it's all based on the pace of it. Yeah. And letting it sit, you know, and letting How it you scene said the scene universe. feeling yeah. the emotions of those characters. And it doesn't have to be, you know, action, action, action. Action, exactly. But that said, I think the cut that you did is brilliant because... Um, it still gets all the, you know, well, a lot of the beats. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you miss a few things, but um, it certainly moves to the tradition of a commercialized film with the same awkward intent. So I think yeah. you cover both bases. I have to, I have to say that I, I appreciate very, very, very deeply um, the respect that Miguel Angel Faura and the production company uh, Arcadia Motion Pictures uh, showed to this cat. He gave me the chance to consider with him some of the cats. I supervise the cat. And uh, I agree with uh, most of his decisions, and he respected my, my decision. I have to say that I actually suggested the, the hardest cats. But um, oh, the hardest cats sounds like a pussycat party or something like that, isn't it? Because of my pronunciation. Cat, cut. No, I'm sorry. Pussycat, pussycat. Uh, What's wrong, pussycat? Children, okay. cover your ears. Exactly. And here comes the other hard cut. But this time works like a joke, like a, you know, a kind of cut. That when you make a, the cut works like a joke. Right. <laughs> John Landis, what a great master. Landis saved my life. What an, what, what an underrated filmmaker, for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. And this is the most, I have to talk about a really, 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 really big Influence. Oh, don't talk about. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Please, I kept my pants on. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh my God. No, I, I was. Uh, this is the most. Uh, Francis for a couple of things, and I'm talking about the Godfather, of course. I'm talking about one of uh, his supposedly failed attempts. I'm talking about Peggy Sue Got Married, a movie that I really love from the very beginning. Yeah, there's definitely some Peggy Sue Got Married influence. Yeah, because it's about the tenses and. But uh, I love the balloons. Ready? Yep. And one, two. two. Oh, you got this incredible. Beautiful. Fountain head of balloons falling down oh, the sky. God. It's beautiful because it seems that everything started to work after the first, you know, steps into the nightmare. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a false uh, representation. And I of, love the, the colorization in the yeah, scene. It's beautiful. The whole palette, <laughs> the way it moves, it's really nice. But the most cruel thing is uh, that. Filling that and the back everything cords. is working. Yeah, the back cords, yeah. The, back cords the eerie great. filling, yeah. yeah. It was keeps going out of tune. Everything of course, of with that tremolo thing. Checking him an era. Great composer. <laughs> great person too. Someday I will talk about checking him an era. When I was in the lobby, I ran into an old friend of mine, and he was having a party upstairs. I love one of my problems, and I have to be very honest right now. I'm gonna talk completely seriously, is that I really love this movie as a spectator. I'm seeing this, and uh, I have to say that my pants are on fire. I love this scene <laughs> as a spectator. Something great is going on. Look at James DePaul as R Tanner Rick and Nelson on the stage. It's amazing. It's so full of 
<coughs> cinematic energy. What can I say? And I love this moment, this incredible moment of uh, shelter. I love the way we get so close. Oh, yeah. Right there at the moment. And now. Okay, everybody. The Fulton Brothers are finally going to open their presents. Look at that long haired guy with a bass. That's Carmichael Alvarino, the co writer, the co creator of this nightmare. Don't have a cow, Allison. You Don't have a cow, Allison. We can fix it. Look at that. This Harrison Ford moment. You're not going to leave me again. Not this time. What's going on? It seems that Norman has some chance. Clout. Yeah. He's gained leverage. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so violent. That timing. They're waiting for the elevator that kills me. That's one of the things of working in real time. That those uh, deliberated, you know, moments. uncomfortable moments are considered and then they work in a different level. And here's the hot and heavy scene. Yeah. It's very violent. What are you doing, Alex? What I like about this is that... My wife was on the set. <laughs> yeah. But no, really, it was like... Uh, I think that somehow... Uh, well, you notice that there's something going wrong. Despite it, it seems that it's... Uh, what he wants to happen, uh, it's completely uncomfortable. Especially when you're in a... In a like this moment right now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at her. I made a decision about something, and... Well, Allison, here's the deal. I'm totally in love with you. No, Norman, you shouldn't say that. That's a very bad idea. What? But never say that. God, Norman. I thought you understood. I, I understood what? What, what? what don't I understand? I like how Norman kind of looks like Superman in this shot. Yeah, it's a very Clark Kent thing. Very Clark it's like Kent. a... With other, it's with other the glasses. halfway. It's the transition. Yeah. Actually, well, we talked yeah. we, we talk a lot about Clark Kent. Who did? I did. <laughs> but he wasn't paying attention at all, as I see now, two years after. I wasn't there. <laughs> I love Richard Donner, I have to say that. I always say that uh, my involvement in the film industry started when I was like seven years ago and I saw Superman, the movie. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Came when I was seven, I was a little. Kid. Oh, when you were seven? Yeah, I was seven oh. years old. Oh, okay. I said seven years ago or seven yes. years old. You said that's okay. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. My mind is betraying me. My soul is exposing my deepest secrets. When did you find out about it? I love this. It started a few days ago. I like the fact that he touches her and freaks out. Yeah. It's freaking huge. At least he's uh, making line, you feel better about pe it. People got crazy in the, in the cinema. Fuck! Okay, it's not that easy! Look, my whole family gets cancer. Oof. My grandparents, my Aunt Susan... What is this movie about? That's what we wanted to... <laughs> We're going in a really crazy way. What the fuck is this? Cancer? Mmm. I'm sorry. I love this. It's, it's a lot of bad news at once. Yeah. 
It was like the day Bush got reelected. Oh my God, it's happening right now, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, let's hope not. <laughs> it's November 7th. Uh, I don't want to get into politics. Uh, can we stay away from politics? Thank you. That was my comment earlier. I know. <laughs> I do want to get into it, just not now. Look, oh, this is incredible moment in terms of pace and how long it is and how uncomfortable. And that... you cut it, didn't you? Didn't you have to cut this? No, 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 no. It was, it, it, yeah, but I like the cut because the cut gives you the sense that you f you feel like a, a big relief, but nothing happens. So it's like a double feature. It's a double jeopardy, you know, double jeopardy. My name is Scottish. Oh, for <laughs> son Kenobi, for Christ's sake. Save me. He's lost We're it, We're again to back. We should have sent the diary <laughs> to the Marx Brothers. I'm sorry. <laughs> nice jacket, back. Oh. I love it, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Now, imagine dealing with this every day while you're trying to actually shoot a movie and comprehend what he means. Exactly. He'd be like, Corey, you must understand. We've got to uh, convey the, the the message behind what's happening in this because it's virtuous to the dream of her birthday <laughs> of the party. Exactly. And if you don't oh communicate God. it and focus, focus. to what oh, the point you of the... You had to do that. You had to do that. You spent like a month saying focus instead of focused. Oh my to God. To the point of the reference. The reference? Uh, Faja? Faja? This is, uh, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, pointers, the perception pointers. of Corey Feldman about my filmmaking skills. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. You I'm are okay. a genius. You're uh, a mad no, genius. No, I'm you, genius, not a genius. Uh, yes. Uh, don't, get, don't get with oh, it. Mad. I'm not a genius at all, and you, believe me, I'm you're not. You're mad, you genius. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm you, genius. <laughs> not a genius. <laughs> No, uh, quite artistically challenged. I mean, artistically skilled. A skilled challenge? <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, you accept the challenge. The challenge. The challenge. We should have shot the diary. The I'm sorry. The challenge is fulfilled. I love this shot because we could uh, cut. It was like three, uh, three scenes in one. This guy getting into the... the That's right. Well, yeah, we ended up having it. to figure exactly. out a but way to... Exactly, but I'm very to... proud of it. It's like an intersection in the whole thing without betraying the real-time policy. Right? Originally, and this is actually one of the few places where Eugenio actually made it. Yeah, betrayed my plans. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, was because we didn't have the time. So yeah. we were supposed to shoot we Follow Me. We had to re-enable the, the schedule, yeah. Right. But I really love the scene because it's uh, it's so desperate. It's like the building and him. Yeah, and it's so it, lonely. And the tension, again, it's that pacing that drives you crazy where you yeah. sit there, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. the wall. I, I kind of to... like listening to this entire commentary. Exactly. It's like a pain in the... What? <laughs> <laughs> the things... Uh, in this scene, we can see perfectly the difference between a 235, one radio, anamorphic lenses, and the most commonly used nowadays thir uh, Super 35 thing. I, I love how... It's, you know, it gives bending. It that bubble effect. Exactly. That you recognize in movies like Alien or Blade Runner. Jaws 2. Jaws 2, exactly. <laughs> I love the Jaws 2 thing. <laughs> and this is one of the only natural locations that we really didn't have to re, you know, build or re. It's organic. it's organic. This is it's what real. the rest of the place really exactly. looks like. Exactly. It looks like a really spook house. It's a. Uh, well, the house is okay? Yeah, no, it's okay. Really? It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Well, if you're okay, I'm okay, you know? And here comes the real transition. 
of the three or 34 different kinds of movie we were doing at the same time. This is the, how to oh, say it? Oh, this is the, uh, <clears throat> the mm. cameo by the sexy Faja. Faja, Faja, Faja. Well, I have to say that uh, the... The Faja the, is being sexy. My father is so sexy. I, uh, <laughs> hopefully, I hope to be in my 60s like he is in this incredible scene, showing his beautiful buddy. I hope to be in heritage. <laughs> Look at that. Lad little man Look with that big yep. spade. The, the, the man with the nakedness and the silhouette, that is Eugenio Mera's Faja. That actually is called Eugenio Mera, and he's a great artist. He works, uh, well, Whoa. he's the, one of the, my biggest influences in life. And a great man. And a I great man say. it is, yes. Uh, I have a beautiful picture with Corey and my father, and I have to say there's one of those. He was a big help. He didn't just do this, but he helped a lot. Our lives and the rest of the world. And what does it mean to you? Yeah. <laughs> mid what, the, it, what does uh, it mean the, to me? It's gonna be like Mid the Mirrors, something like that. Ah. Mid the Mirrors. That's your, that's your uh, movie you got coming out about yourself? Well, it's about my father and me traveling around the world promoting the birthday. <laughs> <laughs> this is very important. This is where the movie is supposed to be there. You know, yeah, ordinary yeah. guy, extraordinary the situation. Let's get back yeah. to the plot. Yeah. It's important to... This is where... Um, yeah, what it seems that is a, a regular movie. When the ordinary guy has information about the extraordinary situation that's about to come. Right. And this is where we basically learn the entire plot. Exactly. That we didn't know existed until this very moment. Exactly. And one of the most interesting things is if you don't get what this guy is selling, it's part of the show because Norman Forrester is not getting it in the whole thing. So I think that this movie, one of the the more, the, 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 the risk that we wanted to take, Carmichael and me, when we wrote it is that we never wanted to have the audience in advantage to Norman's uh, perception of what's going on. That means that you cannot be understanding what's going to happen more than him. So if he doesn't understand it, or if he doesn't remember something, or if, if Norman doesn't pay all the attention of the world, uh, you don't have to feel frustrated if you don't get it because it's part of the show. It's deliberated. We, we decided that. You can see here Norman saying yes to everything, when obviously the only thing he that he wants to do is getting out of there. That's why he, he doesn't remember every single thing. The spectator can pay attention to this character, in another kind of movie, like let's say Die Hard or um, I don't know, North by Northwest is important when a character comes with some information that it's vital to the develop of the event. Transitional. Exactly. But in this case... Well, it's like the old serials, you know, where at the end of the movie, the bad guy always has to tell the whole plot. Exactly. How he did everything. You, you ruined my life. Happens to and be... And that's why I'm killing your daughter. Not the bad guy and... Yeah. Um, it's not. I'm your father. I'm your father. The beginning of the movie. Middle? In the middle. Or, uh, close to the middle. Yeah, well, this is the, yeah, this is the 50% of this cut. So I think it's important to, to talk about responsibilities and how this guy with a great heart that Norman Forrester is suddenly has to accept the challenge of uh, being responsible of every single guest in that building, just because this guy is telling him things that he couldn't imagine. Good. Are you okay? No! No, I'm not fucking okay. Do I look okay? Try to calm down. I'm calm. I'm fine. I'm calm. Don't worry about it. Look, Actually, he wasn't Spanish. 
He is the only other no, yeah, non-Spanish. No, he's, he's British, yeah. but he spent a lot of time in the United States. Richard Felix, right, but, he was but there. But the point is, uh, we, we said earlier that it was an all-Spanish cast. There's actually one yeah, other. Yeah, no, no, exactly. In the case of... And, and uh, Waiter Z, that is Craig Stevenson, that ah. we will see later. So that's two. Yeah. Two besides Corey. Exactly. So that would be three altogether. Jack Taylor. Three. No, Jack is Spanish. Jack? Spanish. Spanish citizenship. A Spanish citizen, but that, uh, not raised and born. That doesn't raised and born in the United States. Immigrants are family, too. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, someday, wow. Look at this. What's your name, kid? What's your name, kid? My name is Norman Ferguson. You got a pen? I like this. The piano here reminds... His but, but you can't use it. goal, origin, his original goal tonight. It's very. Never mind. Just go ahead. Fuck. Yeah. He, he realizes that what is really important. This is more important than anything else. That means that he's a really, really responsible guy, and that's the reason why his relationship with the girl is a total mess. Listen up. We've lost the radio. But I don't want to spoil the whole thing. So you've got to call this number. Tell him it's all over, but that we need reinforcements to finish. Remember, Corey, that we talked about the. LucasArts video games, you know, like The Day of the Tentacle or uh, Monkey Island, where the character is taking things that he's going to use later, and he's carrying a lot of items that he can use right. in order to make advance the whole thing. Su uh, uh, Super Mario. Super Mario, exactly. But uh, this is like a kind of dark version of a LucasArts 80s video game, you know? It's like uh, this guy is going to use... That uh, the phone number, the scrap of paper is going to use the pen, is going to use the the gift that he wants to to give to Allison in different stages. You, it's like he's carrying like 17 different items. I love this the shot. I'm here. very very happy with this shot. Actually, uh, it's like uh, the building now is so it, void. It seems bigger. It's yeah. so void and yet so much going on. Yeah. With it's the first time that we see that location like that. I mean, that's like it's that. It's so much going on with nothing really. It's. <laughs> uh, it couldn't be more <laughs> void of nothingness. Of nothingness. You're killing I mean, me. You can't, how much more nothing could you have, really? Oh my and the God. answer would be not. I think that I have to leave this building right now. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm depressed? Impressed. With but, the impression? Well, you're impressing impressed. Oh, this is a very important note here. Yeah. The waiters have tattoos. If you look very the carefully necks, at yes, the, the necks of the waiters, having a good time, sir. You'll notice. Uh, oh, I'm okay. We brought some more of the special house cocktail. We can get you another. It's great. How <laughs> I see there it is. That's Checking a tattoo. Did the great thing. That's combining. not an '80s tale. That is an actual. At all. I like the the music with the respecting the the, the tune. I don't. Oh, no, why not? No, we can no, discuss that in no, another track. No. The other kind uh, of yeah. So the, the, here's a little uh, here's a little trivia note for y'all folks. The uh, little song you hear there, that little jingle. Yeah. That is actually a slow Muzak rendition yeah. of "It's My Party" of by the Rondells. Leslie Gore. Leslie Gore. Oh, it's not yeah, the Rondells. Yeah, so we have to, yeah, Rondells. No, no, no Rondells. Whatever. Whatever. Quincy Jones was there, but the, the Rondells has nothing to do. Do, uh, do you want me to take it? We, we can put it off. 
No, to be more okay. accurate. I can be it's wrong. Okay. It's, uh, I can be wrong. It seems that Corey Feldman wants to show to the world that he's okay being wrong. <laughs> I, can, I can be wrong. Okay, I can be wrong too. And I gotta say that I think that Bush is gonna lose. Ah! Yeah! So I'm I can be wrong! Yeah. I don't want to talk about politics. Wait, I thought it was Bush is gonna win. That would be yeah, wrong. Yeah, but you want to be wrong? Norm, how's she doing? Hey, hey, just leave him alone, man. We'll be right back, Norman. And the door slams. Boom. Face. I love this show, too. Fack. 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 The pager. You fake me. Norman, what are you doing here? What am I doing? Oh, That's I'm a good question. And he's waited. They, they pushed me off into the hallway, so I had, I had to look natural. Well, at least you had an answer. They've ruled out Providence. It was one of the four places the children of One of the four places. Pay attention to the clues, for Christ's sake. Did you say the clothes? The clues, the clues. Oh, the clues. Like the Cluedo. Uh, the Cluedo. You're saying there could be three other places? So they're saying there could be three other places. Yeah. And if it beeps two more times, that's it. Exactly. The hotel would be the last place in, in the, the world, world that you'd want to be. If only Philip was still alive. We can, you Who's know. Philip? Philip is the, the remaining guy. Well, actually, they're explaining it. <laughs> it wasn't the script. <laughs> Mr. Feldman, are you one of those actors that only read his own lines? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should know that about me by now. Yeah. Because I'm not a control freak or anything. The thing is that, well, okay, he's not only an actor that only reads his own lines, but he's an, another one that suggests other lines for the rest of, uh, of the people <laughs> acting now, but it's great. No, it's, but it's great. No, no but it's not great. No, no it's great. No, well, I don't know. I like the fact that Eugenio is taking this opportunity to talk shit. No, I think that I appreciate the fact that Corey Feldman is, uh, you know, it's here. No, it's great to. to it's all this. right. You can admit it. I admit it. I I can be wrong. Remember? Oh. Hi, <laughs> I'm the voice of your conscience. Well, this is one of the most <laughs> wicked shots we did, and uh, because if he doesn't really... say so himself. Exactly. It's a. Uh, what is this? Uh, <laughs> when, why? How did, did you think this went up, Eugenio? What? Uh -huh. uh, I was, uh, well, it was in a different uh, stage of my life there, and uh, I don't recognize myself too much. Actually, if I make a movie now... When you make a movie now? <laughs> no, I, I, I was kidding, obviously, it's a joke. It's impossible. There's no, no need to talk about it. Shameful, shameful. I like this. Well, this is one of the funniest moments in the movie. In every single place in the world we saw it. And that is your little help. Here comes. Notice he's got a gun. No, now he comes. Help? People they enjoy this incredible that. Yeah, they yeah. love that. Because it's, uh, in that sentence, is uh, This everything. is the spooky hallway. Yeah, well, we're about to, you, you know, know get to it. Kroger and a Kroger. Uh, I, thought you were I thought you were saying choreographer, but backwards. No, 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 I'm backwards. Like, <laughs> no, Fre Freddy Kroger. Like, a nightmare on Barcelona. That's what I'm living through right now. We shot this in Barcelona, by the yeah, way. Yeah, by Did the way. Did we mention that yet? Yeah, Barcelona, Italy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Barcelona, Catalonia, Spain. They like it or not. And this is the roof. The only exterior scene in the, scene entire, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, well, it's not actually, you know, it's just the top. 
as opposed to the bottom. Is the top of it an interior? So I don't, I don't know if technically it's an exterior. No, it is an exterior, yes. There no, it's not an exterior. Sky. No! <laughs> There's no it's an roof. interior. It's in a roof. We had to deal with the battle of the uh, the will of nature. Exactly. Because it was uh, raining, raining and it was on and off, and we had to obviously shoot it was a night shooting. Right. And obviously. it's not an American night. I can assure you that the blackness is the real blackness of night. The darkness of uh, right. the lack of light. In America, we fake it. I know, but you're in Europe, my friend. Right. Where they don't fake anything. We don't fake everything is the real thing. Well. Once you've been in Barcelona, nothing is the same again. Trendy people walking down the streets, <laughs> pretending that they know everything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Eugenio Muro will be here all week. Barcelona, Barcelona, <laughs> Barcelona. I'm sorry. Sophisticated people from Barcelona, don't don't get me wrong, I love you. Some of you, and especially some people more than ever. Oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> he just got personal. No! I don't know what to get it personal. It's just that I'm excited. I'm excited. I love this moment. As you can see by hearing all of this, you're dealing with a madman. And Wouldn't he wrote man? this and directed it. Yeah. This is his vision. So, <laughs> Thank as you. you can see... Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. And the left side of the screen. Yeah. Uh, Look at those eyes. Where? Yeah, thank you. I don't see it. <laughs> what are you talking about? No time to rewind. Just uh, we have to keep on going. Oh right, right, right. right. I love this scene. I love this scene. Well, we're getting into the really dark, 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 dark stage of the movie. When this guy is really feeling. And the elevator well. starts bubbling up like that. Exactly. The, the bubbles yeah. is because of the high temperature in Barcelona. Yeah. You know, the Mediterranean Sea. I effects. thought it was because the hotel was becoming alive. It's, it's and dying. It's dying. Oh, well, actually, it's because uh, <laughs> Wait, we, it's we had a problem. Wait, I thought it was because they heat the furnace and, uh, and the well, heat is so it much. It seems that Corey Feldman is attempting on the art department <laughs> on the movie, but it doesn't matter because we, we, we won an award in the Citrus Film Festival 2004. So uh, everything is okay. Yes. It's a good, so I have can. to congratulate. Oh, the, the art director did an amazing yeah, job. Yeah, Daniel Izar de la Fuente and job. Javier Alvariño. What a, I, I what, wasn't. I wasn't trying to insult the art. Director. I know. I know. I was no. I was trying to compliment the art director. They're gonna on the blackmail fact that you. It looked like. Uh, <laughs> uh, but are you saying that was a mistake? See, I thought it was an. No, well, you one. know, people can get it as they want to. <laughs> it is a little metaphor of the whole movie. If people well, get that, the movie, they enjoy it. And, oh no, that was deliberate. If they get some, this commentary, then, exactly. You know, uh, is this attempting on the movie, or is then? Is, is really this being helpful for the movie? I don't think so. <laughs> is this helpful for us? Is some kind of therapy for Christ's sake? How many times I say for Christ's sake? You know what? Here's what you know. Would be interesting and helpful what? to the uh, viewing audience. What if you give your perception yeah. on what the fuck this movie means? Well, do you want me to hear the whole story? No, I just want you to tell the whole story. Okay. So the story is: this movie is about the disintegration. Of a relationship and the Disinte pain. Disintegration. Disintegration. For those who are hard of hearing Spanish. Oh my God. Okay, my good. disintegration. <laughs> that will be the Spanish, the toughest Spanish accent you're going to hear in the rest of the DVD. Okay, go, go, go. So, no, I really think that it's about uh, the pain that you have to see when you accept that you have to move on and the denial stage when you don't want to accept that you have to move on. When you've been the damaged one in a relationship. <laughs> That's what this movie's about? Yeah. No, I'm asking you to explain the plot. It's like a song the from the like... gear. Ah, the plot. I didn't give a fuck of the, about the plot. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sort of. 
Right. See, I thought it was about a guy who gets a rash. Uh-huh. And he's not really sure how to get rid of that rash. And so they haven't seen the movie yeah. before now? What kind of freak starts to see a movie with the audio commentary? Well, you know? <laughs> enough of a freak to listen to it. Exactly. There's no way out of here, dear. Well, the, I, I like this because it's the first time that we see this guy yeah, really defeated. Yeah, this is actually important. one of my favorite scenes. And I think that I, you're great um, there. Thank you. I just like the... Uh, this is the first time you see him yell. This is the first yeah. time you see him react yeah. in anything other than fear and It's and another loathing. character right now. Actually, once he came back from the roof, I don't know. it's another guy. Yeah. He comes back with strength. Yeah. Because something magical happens on the something roof. Something magical happens on the roof. Do you but want I don't to explain wanna... that? Oh, it's complicated. And the way I see it, it's the maybe... He's got to give his girlfriend a tumor. Yeah, no, not the tumor. But she already has one. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Oh, my God, he has uh, two big lumps. So are you saying that Norman is actually responsible for I, the tumor? I was talking about a tumor as uh, a, know, a, a metaphor. A, it's a figurative tumor. Exactly, a figurative tumor. Hypothetical tumor. We got two gifts and we got two tumors, you know? We got... <laughs> That's the way it is. You got a tumor in the armpit. <laughs> and you got a tumor in your pocket in the shape. Of a blue hairy box. <laughs> a blue hairy box. <laughs> or hairy bull box. Uh, oh my god. Look at oh this. Oh my shot. god, they're wearing blue shoes. Yeah. Oh no, they're not. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, that scared me. In your dreams, my friend. <laughs> no, but it doesn't look like Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But it's a reflection of that beautiful silver screen we have right in front of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It hurts. It actually did hurt. I like that phase you made here. You, you get back to the childhood in that stage, in that frame. Stay away from I like that. Stay away from me. Don't fucking get any closer. Stay the fuck away. You're psycho. You're all fucking psycho. What's wrong? What's wrong? You just tried to fucking kill me. You fucking psycho. What was that about? Huh? You fucking tried to kill me. Stay the fuck away. You see him? How many times do you think I did say fuck there? Mm. Yeah, well, actually, here Norman is really out of control. You should talk about Al Pacino in Dog Days Afternoon because I think there is a, oh. there is something about that. Oh, you why don't I just talk about Steven Spielberg and David Lynch? Yeah, why not? But I, I have no problem with that. They're great artists, and I, it's a, for no, me, no. I'm proud to say I'm that I'm proud right. to say that I stole everything. But I not do everything. Do. It's part. It's part of the construction of the character. No, no, no. I, I thought that. You, wow, well, uh, you're very we, proud of we, it. We based. Well, the thing is. A lot of people say that they think that this performance has to do with Peter Falk or Jerry Lewis or Woody Allen. Or Peter Sellers. Which I don't really understand, but if you watch this scene in particular, you can see that it's actually uh, derived from Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon. Exactly. And, the guy um, overwhelmed by the situation. When I read the script originally, <clears throat> that was the character that popped into my mind, was mm -hmm. his character in that, which was actually based on a real guy. Yeah. So... It, to me, it's interesting that people perceive it as cartoony as mm -hmm. they do in the beginning. Yeah. Um, because it's really based on yeah. uh, a real guy. But we have to say that, for example, the beginning is more cartoony and now it's more natural. Even yeah. keeping the treating and all those things. Because this is very desperate, for example. I've been thinking about my girlfriend all night. It was a hard balance. Yeah, between the representation of something, the pantomime, the satire, and going really in a natural way. It works in different layers, and obviously, um, 
not all the polyphonic minds in the world can live with it. All right, explain polyphonic. Polyphonic is when you can perceive several liars at the same time without a... Several liars. <laughs> liars, not liars, lawyers. Layers, layers. I'm running out of control. Okay, so basically, Eugenio has a disorder called polyphonic. Yeah, I'm, well, a, musician. I'm a musician, he, as you are. Yeah, and he, well, he actually created the disorder in his own brain, but that's part of being polyphonic. Exactly. Which is... Um, Trying to overanalyze too many things at the exactly. same time. Exactly, at the same time without losing perspective of the whole thing. When you try to assimilate three different layers, uh, obviously. Oh, I like that. Very carefully. Very carefully. Very carefully. No, when you're trying to assimilate four different layers at the same time, obviously you can lose the perspective of, of the whole thing. Right. Or losing one of those different layers. So. But this is a really uh, when you're trying to direct subject. an erotic movie like this yeah. um, that's on the edge, you have to be thinking about all of those things because you have to be on many levels at once. Exactly. I think that now that we're talking about music, I would like to say that this movie, <laughs> this movie is vibrating between a song from you know The Cure and uh, vibrating. Yeah, it's it happened. It's that if this movie were a song, it would be a, uh, a The Cure song. I think one of those. Mellow, happy. But a curious song. It's true. <laughs> the cure is depressing, beautiful, yeah. and well, you should buy a but you, you know, feel, CD no. and get a free box of razor blades with it. But besides that, it's upbeat. It's a, well. <laughs> he was great. He did a great job. It, it wasn't easy at all because he's this kind of double agent, this mole thing. <laughs> mole, 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 mole. It won't do you any good. Like a mole. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. The stages. Rub along. Did you say sieges? Yeah. I'm all right. Harry. Oh my God. This this New great Yorker. Man. Great, great man. Great man. Great right actor. There. Great voice. Great attitude. Great vegetarian. No, really. Yeah, he was a vegetarian. Okay. Animal rights activist. Mm, Organic really? eater, promise you. Wow. Big time. Now the FBI 50 comes. years, yeah, for 50 years. Yeah. Long before anybody was doing it because it was trendy. And now the FBI is going to stop this recording session. What do you think? <laughs> like, <laughs> double the methyl. We're closing, we're closing down the meat factory. Yeah, the meat factory. The it's, yeah. <laughs> it's very, well, God bless. Finally, we <laughs> achieved something. Stop killing animals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Damn well, it. I'm, that justifies why I couldn't eat today. Oh. We were running out of time. Because you're feeling <laughs> guilt-ridden about the... Uh, Not really. I love meat. meat you ate. Red Shh. meat. No. Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, I don't love it. I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> we should be talking about the, <laughs> the movie. blood on his shirt. Look at that. Something's going on in the kitchen. We have to say that in the original cut, the 117 minutes, now, the kitchen has a much Dan more... Dan sounds a little bit like Havana Gila at this point. Yeah. That's because of your Jewish background, right? A friend of mine, yeah. It got some kind of Southern European and Eastern thing. All right. Somebody here... Uh, watching this shot, thought that if we put some uh, gremlins on 3D, it will be like Gremlins 3. What do you think? Like a chaos and people getting drunk, surrounded right. by gremlins. <clears throat> a friend um. of mine, he was crazy. You know what's interesting is the way all the extras are so into it in yeah. the scene that they're all like going crazy and wild. Yeah. And at one point, like I remember. Gremlins. Uh, 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 <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry, I said gremlins. Something's wrong with my earphones. 
I can't, uh, I can't Something hear. is not working. Oh, it seems, okay. So, um, I like this. This is going really into the Cherry Gilliam thing in the early 80s. The crazy post-Monty Python. If you notice, there's stage. a lot of references. This is one of those movies where, if you look closely, Back to the Future. Back to the if Future. If you look closely, yeah. Superman. Superman. If you look closely, every five seconds there is a, a shot tribute, yeah. that is representative of something. There are exactly. uh, clues and hints throughout mm -hmm. that represent different factions of 80s movies, 90s movies. Exactly. And, and um, 50s, 60s movies too, because uh, I was very keen on... It's basically a pop culture explosion. Exactly. You just of have the to second half of the 20th for. century. There's uh, 16 candles. Hello, this is very West Side Story, for example, this moment. And I have between the different and the uh, rivality between two different teams of, you know, and look at that. And there's suddenly the shining, something. The big, shining. Yeah, the bigger shining. than them. Shining, shining. Shining, 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 shining. Red Rim. Uh, moment I of silence for the boy in the wheelchair. I love the red color, by the way. I think that I said it a couple of times, but I'm in love with red color. It's pretty red. It's pretty red. It's a really, really, really red movie, you know? Oh, there he comes in the shot. I love that. Norman Forrester dancing and his way through. Here it comes. It really the was like a dance, wasn't it? No, no, it was like a, well, a, a dumb waltz. dance of the, the yeah, waltz, the, the death of a. How it's the called? waltz of the death? <laughs> the walking dead. Look at that big tuning fork with an tin and fork? Tuning. What? Tuning fork. Oh, a tuning, tuning fork. Oh my god. Everybody I can't believe I'm doing it that bad. Tuning fork in the block of ice. I need a whiskey. And you notice this is okay, this is the dolphin machine. The dolphin machine for we make reference to the first it's reel the of the movie. Freaking dolphin machine. Exactly. The can I can the, I get a freaking break here? That okay. was Okay, the dolphin it's voice a decoder. Dolph machine, okay. Exactly. The dolphin the dolphin voice recorder, decoder. Right, that's what we, that's what we stole from that's the That's the device. Oh, we didn't steal, they stole. Exactly, from the National Aquarium that actually could exist in Baltimore. I never been there, by the way. But did they actually have the dolphin machine there? Mmm, I didn't think so. Mmm, maybe. Oh my God, I'm a little bit sad, and you don't know why? Because, because I think that the end is coming. I know that we're hungry, but on the other hand, the, the end of the commentary is coming. I'm actually American. <laughs> what? I'm actually American. You said we were from Hungary. No, we're hungry. Hunger. We are the entire country of Hungary? <laughs> oh my god. Lost in translation. I have to say something. I would like to think that uh, Corey Feldman during the shooting of this movie uh, was Scarlett Johansson and that it was Bill Murray, okay? And the rest well, of the Catalonian Spanish crew... That's awfully nice of you to where, say. I know. Well, especially um, being your wife I, so close. <laughs> but uh, we have some... I don't look as good without a bra, I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. oh my God. Mm. I don't Not that so. I would know, because I, I haven't actually I think ever seen Scar Scarlett Johansson. I think that Scarlett is uh, a little bit overrated. But Let's that's not a... talk about Scarlett. Look at okay. this movie. Look at this movie. Well, this, this is a great movie. Who this is very important. This is very important. This is very important. There's hope. There's hope. And when he says that there's, there's hope, a who's coming guy that in? Just died. Who's coming in? His last hope. Look at that. The music here. Checking him an error. He's I dead. He's dead. Everybody's dead in this movie. 
where everybody's about to die in this movie or not. We have to wait until oh, the end to see it. We may have to wait till the sequel to see it. Oh, the funeral party. <laughs> the sequel. Should I talk about my uh, idea I had for a sequel? Okay, here we go. Corey Feldman is going to tell you something about a Wicked Trilogy. Okay. The Wicked Trilogy idea <clears throat> would be... And I don't know, maybe I shouldn't give it away. No, no, go for the, it. The idea is a dream within a dream within the birthday party, which basically repeats itself and cycles back around. Exactly. So uh, I think it would go something like um, Norman Forrester wakes up mm. and realizes that everything that just happened was he a dream. He made it up, yeah. However, he is going to the birthday party that night. Mm -hmm. And everything starts to play out exactly the way he remembers it. But so we it was don't like know a premonition, a right? Yeah. And I don't want to tell too much more besides that. Well, the reason why he doesn't want to tell it is because he's got a really, really big hope that the, this is going actually to happen. Yeah. And it's beautiful to hear that from him. It's very exciting for me. Yeah. To me. One day. One day. Who may knows? May or may not. Hopefully, I would like happen. to. I would like to think that this movie is already those three movies at the same time. But that, that's another. T that's another thing. Well. The three in one. Right. The dream. Well, it, the it, may, it may already be. Yeah. But we won't know unless we ever decide to try and make it. Yeah. Because if we decide to try and make it, oh my God, well, maybe that's mysterious. actually four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. <laughs> but that's that sounds really, really George Lucas shit, man. And I love George Lucas. Well, we wouldn't want to do that then. Mm, well, we well if I turn fifty-eight, <laughs> and I decide to get back then, to the original. No, that's when we do it in three D. Yeah. Yeah. A three. They were right. They were right. Are you anyway? It's the only thing she says in the whole movie, and I stick a finger in her face. Yeah. <laughs> Allison. Allison Hughes. Do you understand me? Well, how can it die here tonight? We can make a impersonation. Of this every is, single card. This is great. Movie. Now, this from this point on, to yeah. me, the movie is is good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, God! No, no, no. no, no. Who's attempting on this <laughs> prediction <laughs> for crazy? You, you no, no, no. You, guys, no, you're hearing... This shot, this shot is you're, amazing. You're hearing and the executive producer of the movie, yeah, so it's no, amazing. This shot is amazing, and it, from this point on, yeah. the character really... Are killing your guests. Goes Pacino. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the way that he takes the wheel. Yeah, he takes the wheel, he grows his balls. Yeah. He gets the strength. He goes from. <clears throat> well, he, he, he goes from Pacino in uh, in Dog Day mm -hmm. to Pacino in Scarface. Scarface, but without the Latino factor. I put the right. Latino factor into this movie. Or, or a little friend. Oh. Well, I guess he does have a little friend, doesn't he? Which one? Yeah, don't know what to say. Oh, shh, shh. don't want we to. We don't want to talk about that. I love this scene, and we have to talk about that, Corey. Talk to the audience about this. Oh shot. yes, this, this is, is important. Very intense. And very intense. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back, and I will hear this later. Okay. So right, let's go good. for it. Okay, good. Never. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that was Eugenio leaving the studio. So when I did this scene, um, one of the very important things about the script is. Um, because Norman didn't say a lot in big chunks, he would he would only say little bits at a time, which in between learning all the choreography and the timing of everything for the film made it a little bit easier that I didn't have to remember a lot of big speeches. However, this speech was a two-page monologue 
that I took very, very seriously. And so did Eugenio, and we worked on it a bunch, and we made it perfect and had it down pat. And I was very proud of myself the day we came in for production. And as soon as I showed up on the set, I said, okay, this is great. Let's do it. We shot it. I said, that's awesome. I said, well, that was great. Great coverage on her back. And uh, when are we going to do my shot? He says, what shot? I said, well, well you're going to shoot my monologue, aren't you? And he said, oh, no. Oh, no, it's a fantastic idea. We just show her back. Trade. They're going to feel cheated. He said, no, no, no. It's amazing. Just the emotion on the back of her head. It's going to be riveting. And I said, okay, I think you're wrong, but I'm willing to go for it. And sure enough, <clears throat> it's pretty boring, that part. No, I mean, no, 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 It works brilliantly. It works brilliantly. So once again, how uh, Eugenio's mm, genius no. comes into play. And um, no, honestly, it's, it's one of those moments that I myself as a filmmaker would never have imagined to go that route. I would have said, you know, that's it's you can't do that. It's raw. It just doesn't work. And he had a vision of something that is taking a complete gamble and went for it. And uh, and the result was pretty magical. It's very impactful. It's very uh, meaningful to not that's what you fucking been trying to tell me see that emotion and save it for right there. Okay, so did a little sinus thing. I mean. Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How was the bathroom? Everything well, come out already? It's beautiful. They have a beautiful okay. mirror, and I've been taking a look at myself saying, what the hell are you doing with your life, fella? <laughs> but I'm okay. Here I am at the end of the movie. Well, the coward's trading places. She's the real coward. She never, she never, she never. Love that. Yeah. This broke the tension. This is like getting out of the perception of Norman and getting back to the tension on the... In the ballroom. In this moment. Shut up, you pathetic drunk! <laughs> Great, Jack Taylor. Hey, man. It's your party. You're damn right it is. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I'm glad you decided not to go technical <laughs> with the voice yeah. on Jack Taylor. You know, originally they had an idea because he has this tracheotomy. Mm, they yeah. were gonna give him a boy like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, at the end, we just make some thought. little mm. process to to make it more uh, crispy, but uh, it was very simple. So he'd be saying things like, mm, "You're pathetic and bizarre. yeah." Mm, we consider we consider the possibility. Roger, Roger. <laughs> yeah, we consider the possibility of having a a kind of machine like a little speaker. But, but it's but, cheesy. We did yeah, it in National Lampoon's Last Resort. I mean, we. I won't take. The credit for that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the director chose to do this electronic, digitally yeah. processed voice. It was awful. Oh, look, look at the, the Indiana shot. Indiana Jones moment. That yeah. was well, we missed I'm it. very proud of that moment because it's a steady shot. I love that. Steady shot. That's yeah. great. So airplane. That's actually an airplane yeah. <laughs> moment right exactly. there. No, I like here the fact that... Uh, Scarface. Yeah. I tell the air. I love this moment. This dialogue, I don't want to spoil it with my voice. You like me very much, but please, put that aside for two minutes. They want your brother's body. What? They want your brother's body. Listen, these freaks have been waiting for this moment to happen for years, okay? And, and, and I think it's still not too late. We can still do something to change the course of the Just shut up now, okay? I'm talking to your father right now. Go on. 
of this place because as we said it was in a big cement building and everybody's suits that you see are made of uh, um, polyester yeah and so all these people who were in the same clothes every day because they couldn't clean them because everything had to match and doing these big huge giant scenes of violence and fighting and it's all based on them wearing okay, now this is very important From this moment on, yeah, the sound. I have to say that uh, Francisco Javier of Fulton did a great job on the sound design. We worked very hard. Unprecedented. And uh, you've guys, never seen this effect in any film. Exactly. I'm very proud of this, and I don't want to take the credit. So we don't want to take away from the experience. Exactly. So from this moment on, we're going to be quiet. So you Enjoy. Can hear nothing.
And we're back. Exactly. God bless Francisco Javier Ortiz Fulton and his amazing, amazing, amazing effort. I mean, what, you know, just the creativity behind that whole sequence is... No, but uh, I have to say that I, such an I, I could never de do something like this. I mean, it, one thing is the idea, some other thing is, uh, you know... Pulling it off. Going, yeah. And uh, the light of Unex Mendia, you're acting, Eric is acting, Jack Taylor. Uh -huh. And this, this is the, well, the 100% of tension of the whole movie. Whoa. And it's a combination of every single thing. Look at that, man. Jack Taylor giving you Wait, what? his hand, paying attention to you, to Norman Forrester. I just have to say, the whole production of this movie, it was such a pleasure to work with everybody that was a part of it. Uh, because um, from Eugenio, who is an ultimate professional and so creative, such a pleasure to work with, and all of the crew and all of the cast, because everybody took their jobs so seriously and were so artistic and creative about everything that they did. Um, it was just a great experience. Oh, and what I can will, I say? I I'm, will miss the birthday. Oh my God, I will miss it too. Believe me. With the person genetically closest to. Oh, this is so nice. This is so so sad and so emotional. Look at Jack for Christ's sake. He gets it at this moment. Yeah. His character realizes what the truth is. The rest of us don't, however, but. Mm -hmm. um, he does. What are you waiting for? Uh, Prokofiev, Romeo and Juliet. A beautiful, beautiful scrap of wonderful music. That in the way we see it, this movie has uh, something to do with West Side Story. Transposition of, you know, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. No, no, really, I'm really, did somebody Except that... this is a Darth Vader thing. Yeah, true, but in reverse, it's very weird because... And here it comes. I think weird is an understatement. <laughs> At this point, um... Oh, Jack Taylor did 14 times this shot when he Where I falls had to stab down. him. And for those of you who didn't get what just happened, I'm not going to explain the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the part where I kill him, I stuck the pen that was his gift into his hole. Exactly. For his tracheotomy. Oh, everything made sense. Right. At that moment. Moment. Uh, Allison? Norman? Uh, Al Norman. She gets it. I get it. I just wanted to say. Faja gets it. Suddenly, the whole family is by his side. Thanks a lot, Father. The waiters feel defeated. And here it comes. Oh, God. No. Allison? Allison! No! 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 Casper, no! Not your daughter! What? <laughs> and that's it. That's really where the whole truth is revealed. No. When he understands that, I the, think we've actually told too many secrets. Yeah. During this commentary. I know, but you know. We've let out too many. Um, well, let, but that's all right. Because, yeah, people already see it. Hopefully. Well, well yeah. Look at this moment, man. This is beautiful. I'm so 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 happy with this. Doesn't he look happy? 
You look awesome there. With Thanks. the X. Oh, I thought you meant my pink dress. <laughs> That's such a beautiful shot. I love that shot. It's amazing. The build. Yeah. Revealing the whole thing. I like She's when the tempo the... picks up, right when the tempo picks up. Dun, dun. Yeah. The reflection of the X on her face. She's saying no, getting back to her condition of... Well, Rocky. I like, Rocky I like to think that she's an ex-girlfriend. That's what this movie is all about. And the music picks up. And in this shot is everything. Oh! The family, the waiters, the girlfriend, actually the ex-girlfriend, that's very important, the monster, and the well, decision of a man. If, we don't know if it's a girlfriend or an ex yet. And, and we will we never, never know. Will. So we're done. Leslie Gore, the birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, the birthday. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> Don't forget to clean up around yourself. And um, you might want to clean up that drink you spilled during the middle of it. Did you, was that popcorn kernels in the middle of your... Clean that up. I Don't you have a dog? Let the dog eat it. I hate the home theater experience, but, well, it's what we have. Yeah. Well, it's the best we can do. But you know what? Talking about the best we can do, let's let's use these last few seconds here to talk about some of the great influences of our lives. Just just give me names. The most influential artists. People really? you write. My names. Uh well actually well that's a Paul great... McCartney. In your case, well David Gilmore. Steven Spielberg. Roger Waters. Uh David Lynch. Al Pacino. The Queen Brothers. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Uh, Marlon Brando. Elmer Bernstein. Jack Nicholson. Uh, Billy Joel. Oh my god, you're getting a lot of names. I, I'm, I'm, I'm blocked. That's it. Good night. <laughs>